Hello, everybody. It is I, Casper, from Alaska, Massachusetts. I come bearing some coldness and annoying New England drizzle, because that's exactly what's happening to me. So I'm going to share the drizzle and the cold. <laughs> um, so I hope you guys enjoy the intro of this podcast with Nirvana. Stay away. I don't know why, but I just like that. Just like that. Just stay away <laughs> for no apparent reason. Um, unfortunately, that song is only available to those listening through Anchor. Episode 103 right now. We are slowly climbing up the charts with my podcast episodes. And today, I believe I will have my friend Doug Couch on here. He's another Anchor user. He's also someone who lives with blindness. And we are going to talk about a couple of things concerning blind and visually impaired individuals ranging from employment within the blindness community or people like folks that live with blindness and tomorrow being a white cane day in Boston, Alaska, Massachusetts and you know what Alaska, Massachusetts really is it's Massachusetts but um I call it Alaska Massachusetts. I've gotten some friends into calling it Alaska Massachusetts because it's coming up to that. And in case you guys haven't realized, do you realize we went from summer straight to winter? Like, really? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Summer, winter. You didn't get a chance to even take out your little like fall jackets or nothing like that. It just went straight up in there. And okay. Because I was complaining about the heat a couple of weeks ago, and now it's the cold. Yes, okay. I like my layers. It's cool. You know, I do enjoy wearing scarves and here and there and stuff like that. And nice leather jackets. So, I will be back bringing Doug Couch on. And prior to that, there's going to be like a preview of episodes from like many episodes ago. And some voicemails from other listeners and new listeners who emailed me. Hey, Doug. How yeah. are ya? Good. Awesome. For being able to join me on my podcast. Oh, no problem. And hope all is well. And we're ready to just jump right in. Kane first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, just, just, just don't break your face or your nose like I did one time, though. Ow. So was that like a cane incident? Like Yes, it was. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so my mother and me were walking down the school hallway. Mm-hmm. And me being a dumbass. I was trying to use my cane and walk with her side of God. So let's just say the cane got caught in between her legs. We both fell and my nose landed smack on the concrete floor of the school. Ow. Yeah. And it was so bad. Like, it was so bad. You could literally wiggle the bone. You could literally move the bone from left to right. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Oh, eek. That is a terrible, very painful cane yeah. experience. Yeah. I thought getting stabbed in the belly or the boob with my cane was bad. Damn. Oh, that hurts too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It happens unexpectedly. You got your cane down by your belly button, as the instructor says. Always keep your cane there at that level. But somehow the cane gets caught in a crack and either it swipes up and it pokes you in your freaking chest or it stabs you in your belly or somewhere even worse, your cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> it stabs you where in that place, wherever you, whatever you call it, your jewels. Uh, something. Yep. Ah, oh, man. I have had plenty of those. <laughs> yeah. Writing your nuggets. Oh man, I've I've had like people tell me all types of crazy things that happened to their cane. Yeah. Somehow I had a a friend from a couple of years ago. We were walking down the street, and somehow the cane flew backwards and it hit her in the back of the leg. Ooh. I'm trying to imagine how the hell that happened when the cane is in front of you. Yeah. Like... How? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm like. If you're listening, friend, I'm not laughing at you, but I'm just trying to figure out how that happened still. Yeah. Five years later, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, how? I mean, then again, you know, like, I live in Boston, and it's a very historical territory, and the grounds and the, the sidewalks are very ancient. And so the cracks, I believe, are very wide. It's enough to catch your cane in the crack. And yeah. you not knowing that the crack is that wide. And, and it if gets you have caught. a pencil tip, it's definitely going to get stuck in there. Oh, yeah. Pencil tip, especially. I use one of those canes, fiberglass canes from the National Federation of the Blind. And I've had my cane tip actually get stuck in there. I had to just leave it. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Just take out an extra tip and put it on. Call it a damn day. It was probably going to get, like run down anyway it was finished off practically so well the ground ate my cane tip (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so tomorrow is white cane day in Boston at the Massachusetts State House lots of folks will be coming from all areas of Massachusetts to speak to their state reps yeah about you know improving the the white cane safety law and all of the wonderful things about what it is to be blind or visually impaired using a cane wherever you live yeah do you do that in your state uh i didn't even know there was such a thing as white cane day so you just educated me oh (laughs) um well happy white cane day in advance for tomorrow I don't know uh, if it's. Uh, I don't know if we celebrate it here, but I'm sure we do. Well, don't feel bad because October is um, Blindness Awareness Month, so I guess See, they I didn't call know that it that either. Meet the Blind Month. Wow. Um, blind Blind Legislators Day, I guess that got. Like last year, we were supposed to have that at the Massachusetts State House, and a blizzard 
that kept on coming and never wanted to leave us the hell alone came and Uh-oh. snowed that day away. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that was kind of funny. Um, we necessarily, we technically didn't feel like going up the hill anyway. Beacon Hill is a big ass hill. I'm sorry, guys, but that hill was big and I kind of sort of didn't want to go out over there anyway. Which is okay. I guess we made up for it some other way, I guess. Um, so, the serious thing, you know, I mean, if you have any stories you want to share, once again, about some good cane experiences or something, please feel free. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I can't really think of any good ones. Uh, uh, well, another bad one, this girl claimed when I was in middle school. This girl claimed I put my cane up her dress when no, I did not. Oh, what? I was like, really? I said, really? You gonna sit there and say I put my cane up your dress when obviously I didn't because I wasn't close enough to do that. And I wouldn't do that anyways. Did you even know she was there? Like, yeah, I knew she was there, but like, I didn't put my cane up her dress. I might have hit her on accident, but no, I would not stick my cane up somebody's dress. No way. I mean, accidents happen, I guess, but that sounds a little more like something that would have to be. That sounds like she's trying to accuse me of of raping her with my cane almost. Oh, no. Really? Uh, No. Uh uh. Nah. I mean, I had times where I was getting into an Uber car with my cane and I didn't know somebody was sitting in the back seat and you know the NFB canes don't fold right so I'm sitting here trying to lay the cane down in the car so that I can sit Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize I was poking the hell out of somebody in the back seat okay I gave it one good poke to try and push it through I was like why isn't this going all the way through and this whole time I was sitting here stabbing some old guy with my cane I'm like I'm sorry he said something He's like, oh. Did he, was he okay. upset? Nah. He was like, it's fine. It was like, you didn't say anything, dude. Say something. I'm poking you with yeah, my cane. Yeah, for real. Please oh speak up. Um, this whole time it was poking him in his stomach. Wow. Jeez. And the tip of it, too. Not the handle part, but the tip. Ow. Ow. Yeah. I would have yeah. been like, hey, yo, you poking me in my gut. <laughs> he didn't get all upset, and I'm like, you know, I guess he understood that I did not mean to do that on purpose. I yeah. wouldn't. That would be just so wrong and mean-spirited. I wouldn't yeah. do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I did know somebody that liked to trip people with their cane. Oh, no. If you piss me off, I might hit you with it. <laughs> this, I had this one parapro who, uh, she was, she was kind of a bitch. And, yeah, I can say that because she was but my cane had broken so one of my people that I knew he knew how to woodwork so he made me a wooden cane mm-hmm. and I, and she made me mad that day so I was just like what with the wooden cane I was like oh did I hit you I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and my, my other teacher was like are you okay and she said yeah I'm okay but I didn't say that but I'm thinking yeah in my head I'm like oh did I hit you 
Oh, I didn't see you there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so, you know, some other funny things that I've come across with people who don't necessarily understand blindness is when you have Braille. So one day I was sitting down reading a Braille book and this person came up to me and put their hands in the book to try to see if they could feel the Braille too. Oh yeah. And I was like, the book is in, it's in front of me and I'm reading the Braille book and they put their hands on it following my hands to see if they could see what I was trying to read. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's dots. How do you understand the dots? Mm-hmm. And they said they all have a... Was it just some random person? Like, you didn't even know who it was? A completely random person. That would have kind of weirded me out. I would have been like, uh, what are you doing? And who like, are why you? are you putting your hands so close by my hands in the Braille book? <laughs> yeah, like, uh... I, I come across some very interesting people here. Was this a girl or a guy? It was some older guy, I guess, because he started talking and I can tell. Maybe he was just interested. I mean, there's plenty of ways to add, like, to show interest. You know, you kind of sort of have to be a little polite. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying maybe he was just... I mean, that's all I could think of. That's true, too. Um, I mean, I have no problem you know, educating people about blindness, you know, like yeah. the, the the adaptive techniques that we use to do things on a daily basis. I actually find it fun to be able to teach people who aren't blind about it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people just go about certain things a little weirdly. Um, it's a bit unusual. Um, you know, but... Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about something else, and that is employment for those who are blind and visually impaired. The unemployment rate is, I think, 79%. Damn, wow. That is unbelievably high. Yeah. Uh, We have the highest unemployment rate among us blind and visually impaired individuals. I'm trying to refrain from using the word community because it creates a lot of unpleasant inflictions for like conflictions and stuff like that for people yeah. who hear this and they said community what is this community word you use so I say yeah. for those living with blindness and of all levels little to no vision at all those levels and um, so many blind people say the blind community I mean which we are, but I have for the I'm I'm just putting this out there just in case there may be someone who is sighted listening to this. I'm pretty sure there are a majority of the folks that may be listening that are yeah. sighted. I have a question for you guys, especially for those of you who own businesses or who are in the authority to hire people. Why do you guys refuse to hire blind and visually impaired individuals, no matter how much they have, like how much skill set they have? Are you afraid of us? Is it because you're scared we're going to sue you? Yeah. 
We're not gonna sue you. At least the reasonable ones won't. Yeah, like the reasonable ones won't. The jackasses might. There are jackasses within every group of disability. There are. Yep, there are. I got it. I had to make that general statement so no one felt that I was zeroing in on them. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, like, are you guys, the sighted folks, are you scared that if you're around blind people? that you feel you like might, you're gonna might catch blindness right <laughs> like like it's contagious like we're just like, like you. oh you got some kind of disease i don't want to get it no. right like yeah i'm gonna catch blindness no that is ridiculous yeah, you know yeah blind and visually impaired we are just like everyone else we want to be able to contribute to society too we have bills oh. shoot we got bills we need to pay. The hell? <laughs> yeah. We the, we want the next bottle of the Prada perfume too. Shoot. You know what I'm saying? Well. Uh. I mean, what are your thoughts? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean. Unemployment I mean, rate. I think they're just afraid. I, I agree. I believe they're just scared, you know, especially if they're not used to having work with a blind person. Um, yeah. I've come across a lot of sighted people who were like extremely nervous to be around me. And after a while, they realized Man, like, you're just this like is everyone. Funny. Like, every sighted, every sighted chick I've ever been around has been extremely nice to me. Like, I have never had any sighted woman really be mean to me. They've always been super nice. And What's up? Hey. I guess um, it'll be a part two. I'm gonna figure out a way to make it like a cool like break in between the discussion. So, yeah. yeah. Now, when this gets published, it'll be published on your end, right? Like it'll be in your library, not mine, since you called me. Yeah, it'll be in mine, but you'll get a notification that said I published a segment with you, and you could listen. Last piece was like 15 minutes or 18 minutes or something like that. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good run. Um, because I guess we were talking about some, you know, we're talking about some pretty important stuff. Yeah. You know, blindness and trying to be able to contribute to society. Um, yeah. Working, school, and everything that makes us, you know, you know, have yeah. us have the ability to contribute and be like everyone else and live our lives like everyone else despite the blindness at whatever level is that I also want to be inclusive to other disabilities too and not just make Mm -hmm. it blind you know I'm always thinking about that and try to be mindful of other disabilities too Uh, so for those of you who have other disabilities listening in please do not feel excluded if you guys have any ideas you want to talk about, 
you can send them a send an email that I'm going to attach to the end of this segment. Um, so you can do an audio recording if you want, and I'll put it in the next episode. Uh, yeah, as a follow up from this episode. Thanks, y'all. But um, yeah, the blindness piece. You know, blindness. I guess they say it's the leading disability. Wow. It is. It, um, what? I mean, if you're deaf, you can still drive. If you have, well, yeah. If you use a wheelchair, you can still drive. Yeah, true. You know, there's technology to allow you to drive a car as oh. someone with a One physical. One of these dem- days, we're gonna be able to drive cars too. I know, I know. That's so true. Like we literally have to do things by other senses. So blindness is a big deal it is a ginormous deal and I can say even if you've gone through like one training center for the blind I don't think you know like you're constantly learning new things about how to be blind no matter what degree of vision you have left yeah whether it's a little or none you it's a it's a whole game changer you know, especially if it's someone who was sighted first and then they lost their eyesight later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That has to be hard. I wonder. It must be hard, you know, to adapt like that. Um, yeah, scary, too. Oh, yeah. And then going out into the real world, like, well, not the real world, but, you know, traveling independently with a cane and also discovering how your canes don't like cracks very much. <laughs> and See, so there's there's pros and cons to having a CNI dog and a cane. Yeah. You know, the guide dog users too. Um, I can't really speak on the experience of using a guide dog yet. No, I can't but either. I am in the process of getting ready to get a CNI dog, a, a dog from Leader Dogs in Michigan. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like nervous and excited at the same time because it's going to change my world on... I thought you always said you didn't want a dog. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Oh. Uh, I absolutely would enjoy having a guide dog. I, I think it would change how I get around. I mean, I get around fine with a cane, but there's something else that the guide dog does. It provides comfort and companionship, you know? Yeah, You're true. never alone. You're never alone. You always have your dog. So, you can't talk yeah. to your cane. And, and, and if somebody tries to mess with you, the guide dog can just bite him in the ass. Oh yeah, that dog's gonna have a nice piece of ass to chew on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I finally pushed myself to go through with the process. Now it's the waiting game. Um... Uh, to get a seat uh, oh, no. like leader. I thought about it, but like to me it's just too much. I was just like, eh, no, I don't think so. Uh I think I can I, I feel like I'm ready for it. You know, a couple of years ago, I definitely wasn't ready to have a guide dog. But yeah. after a while of intensive cane travel training, um mm-hmm. I'm more than ready to have a guide dog. It's just a matter of when I will receive my seeing eye dog and when I go to 
leader dogs for about five weeks. Where's that at? That's in, I forget where in Michigan, but it's somewhere up in Michigan. Because uh, I've, I've heard that the only places are in New York and Florida. Oh, no. They have guide dogs in California um, and New Jersey and and Michigan. And I chose Michigan because they have a specific training program that's tailored to people with hearing loss too. My hearing loss does not allow me to cross streets independently. It's it's pretty severe. Oh wow. So yeah, I need I have I need that extra support. So how do you cross streets now? Um I use audio pedestrian signals. Um, it's the buttons that vibrate when it's time for you to cross. And if there aren't any of those there, I will stop any pedestrian I catch, use them for their eyes, tell me when the button changes, and let me know when to go. I don't care who it is I catch. You got eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm using it. Come here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would probably just walk aside a guy across the street and be like, thanks for your help. <laughs> Sometimes they actually do go the extra step and offer help, and I'll, I'll gladly appreciate it. Take yeah. that, because mm-hmm. Boston is no joke when it comes to these gigantic intersections. They're pretty gnarly. So sometimes there are some intersections that are pretty aggressive. That's a little too big, even for people who can see with all of their working facilities. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine that. Uh, but I feel like once I have my first seeing eye dog or guide leader dog, I think I'm going to enjoy traveling more. Not that I don't, but like I said, it adds an extra, you know, like a, a fine tuning to my experience as someone with more than just blindness going on. And for those of you listening that don't know that I have a hearing loss, now you know working with two different kinds of things and it's okay to be that way you just need a positive attitude about it I guess wouldn't you say well I don't want to keep you on this podcast too long Um, I'm going to send you a text message after uh, after we disconnect and I wanted to tell you thanks for joining me on this podcast episode 103 and guys and gals go check out Doug Couch Podcast on Anchor it's the the Doug Couch show now I changed it oh the Doug Couch show yeah check him out listen to his music He's got some pretty cool tunes in there. Um, you know, give him a yellow star and let him know that you're listening. You're on his boat. And yeah, yeah. enjoy the sail. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I watched Big Mouth season one. That is funny. Oh, my it God. It is hilarious, isn't it? It's audio described, too, man. Yes. Oh, Yo, that shit's hilarious. The hormone monster. 
<laughs> They're terrible. Those that is freaking monsters. funny, dude. They are so hilarious. Oh, man. And there's a new one. I watched the whole thing, the new episode. Well, the new season, all in one weekend. Dang. How many episodes <laughs> is it? I think there's like 15 episodes. But don't worry. They're short episodes. Like, 45 minute long. The last ones were like 20. Yeah, that was too short. <laughs> we needed more. <laughs> yeah. That was such a tease they, uh, that they did to us. That was a major tease. Yeah. Um, but these hormone monsters, I don't know how far along you got, but there's a baby one. It's terrible. <laughs> Wait, really? Wait, is this in season two? Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no, my God, I, I got... just spoiled it. Oops. Sorry. Whoops. Oh well. I'll, I'll download it when I get home because I can't really be watching Hulu and stuff because I'm on cell data. Yeah, that'll eat up your cell data like holy hell. Oh, damn. Yeah. Because we don't even have Wi Fi here, so I've been doing everything off cell data. I've been recording these podcasts off cell data. Oh. I've been doing everything off cell data. Dang. But luckily, I have 22 gigs. So. That's cool. Yeah. I use Wi Fi for the most part. I yeah, so do I when I'm home. Yep. I have, yeah, I definitely, wherever I go, majority of places I go to, I'm on their Wi Fi. What and... I might do, if this doesn't eventually get published on iTunes, I might just start a whole new station. That might be a good idea to um, get it on iTunes, like Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Hmm. So, I might just start a whole new station, but I'm still going to keep this one. Just in case it finally uploads, it would be cool. Because, yeah. I mean, I've been stuck on Google and all the other ones for months, and it's not going anywhere else. It's not on TuneIn, it's not anywhere else that it can be available, which is weird, I think. There's TuneIn as well? Yeah. Oh, wow. I Are you there it. yet? Nope. I guess mine hasn't gotten there either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it'll probably get there. I think yeah. it depends on how many listeners you have. I'm not sure. Oh, well. Either way, I'm still making all of my episodes. Matter yeah, to me. I, I, if, if, if I finally get put on other platforms, cool. If I don't, then I'll just be on the few that I'm on. Mm-hmm. And if I'm on the few that I'm on, my fan base will grow pretty big out there, probably. Hopefully. Cool. Well, I am going to run off and do some stuff real quick. I will. <laughs> reconnect with you soon alright cool thank you oh yeah be sure to check out my uh, sword and skill recap episode oh definitely alright see ya hey thank you so much for your message I love your podcast Um, I definitely favorite your podcast Um, Please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear.
Um, thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. If you guys have stories to share or any comments you want to send, you can send it to the email casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again. casu305 at outlook.com.